Hey, I am Carl, and this is Big Black Clock. Uh, podcast 7 now. Do we need to introduce ourselves? No, it's not, not, not 7, no, it's okay. f- podcast 5. five. Episode 5. Oh, yeah? Uh, we're literally at like 5 it. It's not oh. like episode 70 or... The, no, uh, it's oh, 5. Yeah, yeah, okay, we, so we don't just cool. use like odd numbers. Eh? It, it, oh, no? It's actually... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, made it. We're at episode 5. And what are we talking about today, guys? Um, you have $150,000 Canadian. And you need to buy one car and one watch. And wait, didn't even say hi. 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 Introduction hi. didn't ever happen. Oh, hi. Hey, hey, introduction. introduction. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Here you go. This one is a, is a free fall. No introduction. Uh, if we're, if we're lucky, right there's in. music. I mean, it's episode not. five, right? And we're just running out of ideas. We just jump right in. Yeah, yeah. Just jump <laughs> right, right in. Straight <laughs> to the topic. Um, yeah, so 150k Canadian, uh, one car, one watch, and you try to match the car to watch for some and reason for you. Everything new, right? Yes. Not me. New-ish. You. ish I went new. I did consider a restore. There was a car that I was like, <laughs> get some vintage restored. Uh, I'll say, we'll talk about it later, which one it was. The only reason I, I kind of started looking at different cars too, and the reason I thought that new would be more interesting is because once you go old, there's a lot you can get, Yeah. right? Once you start going in the used market. So it's come, it's almost basically an equivalent of removing the 150K uh, requirement. We do the same with, the, yeah, it's the same with watches, I'd say, right? Yeah, and there's always option list too on your new car, right? So there's a, still a wide range, but you can spec it. Right. Uh, at least me, that, that's what I did. I went with a cheaper car, but I up-spec it to uh, closer to the price I was looking for. But then, at that point, isn't it like a new car if you up-spec it? It's not the same anymore, right? Um, well, for example, the car I choose, the paint color is $4,000. That, that's obscene. <laughs> but the brand I choose, they're really good. Of, like, like most car brands nowadays, they, it's a base price. It don't exist. They don't in the parking lot, right? They all all are option up. It's so. a healthy budget we have, though. I don't think anyone went with base anything. No, no. I didn't. No, I only had thirty five thousand dollars worth of options. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so, which uh, which watch did you add to the dashboard? <clears throat> to the dashboard? Yeah, is it a, tur- did... a turbillion you added to your Corolla? No, 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 no. no is it no. integrated? Or did you just like use Gorilla Tape? Just no, but there's still there's still a sport watch in the dash though in that car. It's we'll talk about it later on. So uh, shall we uh, shall we do a quick uh, wristwatch check? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, talk you, about what's going on. Let's what are you wearing, uh, Dima? Well, I'm uh, alternating between my four watches, right? And I'm just uh, wearing my Vostok Amphibia Neptune that I purchased uh, not too long ago. And it it uh, it uh, it's nice. I mean, that's as much as I can say. Where, about where's it. the second uh, time zone right now? Where, where, what time is it? Where the, the thing is, is that <laughs> there isn't really it, 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 as much as this is a GMT. It doesn't really have the GMT okay. functionality. But it's there's just, another time zone. Well, what time is it? Right now, it's showing the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a confirmation. Yeah, <laughs> it's because I I am very OCD and I like my bezel to be aligned. So for it to be aligned, yeah. it has to be the same time zone. So you're just like it's it's ten forty. I like the idea. What time is? It? I'm confirming. Listen, <laughs> it's ten forty. The only reason I don't have it on a different time zone is because we're in the pandemic right now. I can't travel. That's right. Oh uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So, what about if you had a, like a loved one that like lives with like your grandma or your uh, aunt, for example, in Russia, that you want to like see? Oh, what time is it? Over uh, there? That makes sense, right? That makes. I, sense. I do it with my brother. But to be honest, though, I, I'm this so good at like just adding, GMT subtracting well. that I don't really need 
Like I don't need. It's much easier for me to just like, oh, what time is it? And then just eight, eight hours. Let's say, right? That was our pilots. We could use the function, right? There's no. <laughs> I need a gym as master too because I'm so bad at math. <laughs> like the reason I'm in in line to get the GMT Master 2 is not because I want a GMT watch, right? It's because I like that watch. There's no actual need to have anything other than just a phone. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's an accessory, right? It exactly. Is, and, and our phone is always going to be better at telling yeah. the time than our watch. Very interesting conversation yesterday with the uh, two broke uh, watch snobs there Yeah. about fashion and not fashion, right? At which point, what is that tipping point where a watch becomes a fashion watch? And, I, and you know, to be honest, you can make a point that every single watch is a fashion accessory. I agree. I think Absolutely it's, everything. I think the term no, I use, I call it a frivolous expense. Yeah. There's no point to ever need more than one watch unless it's very particular. There's just no need. A Casio G-Shock would be fine. Like all the cars we, I'm pretty sure we choose today too. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we had no choice. But yeah, so my um, Amphibia, there's not much to say about it. Honestly, it's a very basic watch. The bracelet is probably the worst bracelet I've ever seen. On are we, are, are, so you guys came over. We're going to have, it's early in the morning, well, late morning, and we're going to have some lunch, probably the pool. Are you going to take that in the water? Let's see what happens. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to see what happens. Well, <laughs> Are we going to take bets now? And like, odds and seeds? Um, it's a screw down crown. Hopefully, <laughs> it works. We'll see. I mean, well, yeah, like, I could have brought my sumo yeah, to t- t- test it out, but I, I yeah, was but like, you, you know need what? that GMT. You need, the, you yeah, need, but to, the, you need the, to confirm the time. The sumo, we all know it's going to work. It's working. This really. one, like you said, we can, you know, roll the I mean, it should work. It should work. I think it should. I think maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The thing is, if it doesn't work, I don't care. <laughs> but they're reputable. They're actually not. Yeah, sure. They're they're apparently very they use good. really shitty materials. Though. Like I have never had a hollow uh, end link bracelet before. Yeah, and it just looks. It just it speaks cheap. It's just they should have just gone with like a rubber strap. It doesn't, doesn't make look, sense. It doesn't look bad though. Maybe not from far. Kevin is sitting like three feet from me, so yeah. it's pretty far. We're social distance. Yeah, social distance. <laughs> but it yeah. three feet. Uh, in Maybe imperial, it's imperial uh, feet. It's six feet. Actually, upon so closer it's inspection. It's not very good. We'll see. <laughs> but it doesn't uh-huh. look bad. The uh, the winding mechanism is honestly the absolute worst <laughs> because <laughs> the the regular Vostok Amphibia, I find that when you unscrew it, it, it falls out a bit far enough yeah. that it doesn't catch the threads when you try to wind. Right. When I try to wind, Changes it design. always catches the threads and it starts screwing back on. And I'm like, oh, God no. damn, I have to unscrew it and try it again. So like, as I'm winding this too. watch is honestly the worst experience. Yeah. What's cool about that watch is after that, all the other watches are really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, some. You got to sleep with some ones to appreciate those fives. <laughs> you know, you got to bang out some ones to appreciate those five, those sixes. Oh, uh, man. Cool, man. Nice watch. Because then those nines, they kind of ruined it all for you after. You're like, oh, shit. You're like searching for that all the time. Um, yeah, I'll go next. Yeah. Super easy for me. Once again, uh, my Tudor Heritage Ranger. Because it's... One of my favorite watch, and uh, when I w- wear watches, it's most of the time a couple of days at a time. And when I have my tutor, it's like a week or two at a time. Every time I'm on that. Is cycle it because you forget, or you usually get wasted and pass out? From a little bit of A, a little bit of B. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, just the watch I, I have the most wrist time of all my uh, eight watches, seven watches. Nice. Oh wow! No need to brag there, eh? You said four earlier, so I'm just up yeah, in you right there. And Kevin's gonna say like, "I have no, I fifty-three. I no, 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 <laughs> can't count. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. So I'll jump in. I'm wearing just quickly, and I think it's because also we're gonna be hanging out by the pool. Wearing a marathon uh, military navigator. Oh, nice pilot quartz. 
Uh, pretty cool. Mil spec, 41 millimeter. It is um, 13 millimeter thick, 20 millimeter lug width, fiber shell, so it's super light. Feels almost cheap because it's that light. 100 meter water resistance. Um, Swiss quartz. Also has a GMT bezel. Bidirectional. There you go. The, the, um, that's a good example where I was saying I use it. I normally just put it on plus six because my uh, brother lives in Europe. So I use that. Not that I actually ever really yeah. look at it. The, there's like almost no click to it. There's no click. It's, bi-di- it's bidirectional. It's not unidirectional, right? So there's, they're not, you're not trying to position. Yeah, there's no r- nothing ratchet in it. Beca- and most of the time I would say it's because you're not trying to position um, a timer. So there's no, that's why there's no like click. It's more of like you're trying to position a second time zone. And the 12 indicator is kind of yellowish versus the other, the other indicators, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that one also has a tritium. So it's the, uh, it's radioactive a little bit, carries a 20 year, uh, no, 13 year is the, uh, is the, um, there's the radioactive logo on the, that's right. And oddly marathon is having a sale. I just bought another uh, quartz, uh, no automatic, uh, mechanical, uh, 34 millimeter. It's literally called a general purpose uh, watch. It doesn't say U.S. government. It just says marathon. It's totally subdued and it's 34 millimeters. Sapphire crystal. Uh, and I got it for less than 400 Canadian on sale God on the damn. marathon site. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So my story that I want to jump into real quick is that I went a little bit on a selling binge and I sold my Autodromo. I sold a Boulevard. I sold, I sold Which the five, Boulevard did you sell? My E15. No, just a pilot's watch. Okay. So it's funny. I sold the Autodromo to a Russian guy. It's already gone. And he said, immediately, I would buy your Autodromo. No, it's funny because <laughs> this guy, I had sold him a Tissot that looked like a Frank Mueller heritage banana. It's literally called. Yeah, that. I remember that one. I sold it. Yeah. And this guy bought it. He lives up the street and he literally says to me, Hey, Kevin, and all I, I see in Russian here's accent. A, here's a bag of money. But literally, he goes, hey, Kevin, remember me? And he puts a picture of that T-cell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's very, very, I would say, you would say stereotypical. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's what? very but, a little short, but, uh, big guy Stereotypical complex. Russians are never into watches. He was in flashy ones. So he took that Tissot Heritage Banana, very Art Deco, and he bought my Autodromo Corsica. Great taste in watches, I'll say it. But he shows up. A little bit short. Well built, good looking guy. What is his name? Up, but very, I don't know his name. <laughs> the Russian guy. <laughs> um, but the funniest, no sense of humor, super dry. Make any joke and it's just like, hmm. Oh, that's yeah. that's his way of laughing. <laughs> like, hmm. Oh, you have made a joke. <laughs> I accept it. So this is uh, <laughs> so these pieces are from Hong Kong. No, garbage. This is how he talked. He's very, very funny. So anyway, it's the second time. And he and he's like, and he's really into German watches. So he's like, do you have Stolva? Do you have Laco? Do you have... <laughs> So I kind of went on that, that selling binge. And that's why this week I was telling you guys, shit, I want every Rolex. I want every this. Because I have a nice little healthy uh, amount of money that it gave me. So now I'm kind of on the fence of what and I want. And you to absolutely have to spend it on another watch, absolutely. right? Well, that's why I, bought, I sold those watches to buy another watch. Which one is that? And that's what I'm saying. All, I, uh, all of them. <laughs> short list. <laughs> Which watch you're buying? Yes. yes. You know, exactly. <laughs> you, got, you got the new Black Bay. That's great. You have a Rolex Explorer that's in my budget. I have a Submariner if I can get my hands on one. Yeah. A GMT Master II if I'm willing to. A Cartier Santos. I'm looking at that as a well. Santos Dumont? Uh, maybe. I, maybe I, the steel. I, it's just the that steel. little yeah, crown. That, it's the, that crown. Um, so. You said a Black Bay. What uh, color scheme do you want on your Black Bay? I would get the blue. 
the navy new, blue the new one and I'll, I'll i'll say why i just and this is even you guys will never know that notice this because oh, you don't give a shit well, wait, what I tell you, unacceptable. Like, yeah? like, <laughs> like, hey, I will say something. You will never know what that yeah. is. Really? If I said, hey, did you guys ever notice I have a lot of blue in my wardrobe? <laughs> Even if you did, you will refuse yes. to acknowledge. <laughs> yes, you never ask. <laughs> I always pay close attention to stuff in your wardrobe. But it's exactly. But, but you know, Kim will say, excuse my wife, she'll say, oh, the blue is very you because I have a lot of blue, gray, white. That's more my color scheme. You know, there's just... So that's why I'd say more than the, and I'm not the biggest fan of guilt. I would get the Tudor Black Bay if it was black and white indices, but it's the guilt. I'm not. I, I like the uh, red and gold, like a oh, Qatar edition too. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, that was nice. Oh. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nice. so that's a little bit about. Uh, so this week I kind of went on that. Sorry, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm obsessing. I have to put it aside. And then it's very quick to explode because I'm like, okay, I have a budget of this. Then and if I put three or more, I can finance that. But then it's like, oh, but shit. A bit more. I'm like, why don't I get a Yacht Master? The blue one. Oh. And then you're looking at... So how, they, how do you have sold a Tissot and an Autodromo and now you have a budget for a no, Yacht no, Master? No, no, Tissot was last make year. I sold all these other... Well, the Autodromo was <laughs> almost 2,000 bucks. The Autodromo was almost 2,000 bucks. I sold uh, seven watches, and oh, all okay. of them were about five, six hundred bucks, okay, seven hundred okay. bucks. It, it gives you a healthy four, five, six grand, and has some money aside. For Yacht Master times three. <laughs> <laughs> so the Yacht Master is fourteen grand. Canadian. Canadian. It has that platinum bezel. It has, and it's a different material in the metal. Eh? It's a Rhodesian. You're becoming like a, a Bark and Jack, eh, Adrian? Uh, just, just the Rolex fanboy. Just give me all the Rolexes. Yeah, but then I'm also like, oh, maybe at that price I can get a Chagé de Coot. A dual yeah, but then if you add a little bit more, you can probably get a, like a basic Saxonia. Yeah, yeah. And Calatrava. Then the Calatrava. The uh, Yatmaster, do you feel it's a bit too jewelry sometimes? What? Jewelry, a little oh. blingy. And you're right. But you know what I like about it? It has that cushion case that my Milgauss has. It doesn't have that square, not, sorry, those rough edges that the Submariner has. The second thing that I like about it, it probably, when I get back to the office, because we're obviously working remotely, it would probably fit my day to day wardrobe wearing a suit much all more blue. than a sub yeah it's always blue all my suits are blue or gray but blue don't you have to have a yacht there when you buy that watch like it, it comes with it it's, it's a rabbit hole dude it's, it comes with it at, the, at that price they give you one honestly i feel like a yacht is like so, significantly more expensive exponentially not, not for so i'm going to take a tangent based on that so how much is a ferrari just say an uh, f40 F40. Oh my God. F40 uh, is what, like 1.5 to 2.5 million Canadian. Okay. Let's scale that back. How about. F40 uh, is like the. the so let's say, let's, like say, let's say 48, right? Yeah. The last mid, mid-engine V8. Yeah. So that's half a mil. Half a mil. So Ferrari Canadian. could probably be gotten for like Canadian. 300, no? Like the some, That's some a some Portofino most, at 300. Five, okay, some okay, the so most Portofino. Portofino. That's Porto, basic. Yeah. A Portofino basic is. Four, how much is it? 300? Canadian, yeah. So yesterday, yesterday, that watch I sent you guys, that Hublot 50, that has 50-day power reserve. Did it's LaFerrari, right? Did I see it? I don't yeah, it's uh, the Hublot LaFerrari edition. LaFerrari. And I've seen oh, one yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen and one it has that little tool to wind it, but that thing's 345,000 bucks. Yeah, but that's just... So, that's, that's, yeah, that's I was like, is that more than that Ferrari yeah, you just yeah, mentioned? That LaFerrari, the car was like... Yeah, but that's ridiculous. Three million. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it makes sense. It's It scales. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that tool is pretty cool, eh? That watch is ridiculous. 50-day power reserve. 
That's that's and you have to basically get some counting at some point. You have right? to wind it with like a power drill. Well, they say to make it easy. Imagine how long you have to wind. <laughs> how do you? You have to carry this thing with you all the time. No, I think you could do it manually. Which just it's just to facilitate because you're just you probably. It's like two hours of winding. I, I, I mean, it's exactly, a lot of days. Exactly. <laughs> but I also, think, I'm sure there's an automatic way. So I think if you just wear it, it'll it'll pick up. Even if they don't like, are you always uh, at least 50 days out of your home? Like. <laughs> Or 50 days, you're not going to... But, you know, it's... For ransom. You know, like you say about Bentleys, it's probably not your only watch. So No, Bentley's if, owner, when they buy a Bentley, it's their 20th car in a garage. So if you're getting this Hublot for 350000 bucks US that has a 50-day power reserve, it's probably it's your not your... It's watch. Exactly. And so it'll probably... It could sit around probably for 50 days while you're on your yacht. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's uh, switch subjects. I have a quick question for you before we start. Yeah. I just want to know uh, from which country your watch and cars are coming from. So, uh, Kevin. I went with a car from the UK. Okay. And I went with a Swiss okay. watch. You, uh, Dimitri? German car and a Swiss watch. Uh, same as you. So, um, do we want to do like one of us, you're in the middle because you have different... Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Okay. Cool. Let's start okay. with the car. Yep. Each of us, right? Yep. And then... We will just. I actually think you should go because I think I want to hear okay. the pairing. Okay. I want to hear the. I want to feel the that connection. Works that will make sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to um, see it penetrate each the, other. The, the thrusting. <laughs> the feel yes. it. Yeah. Uh, yes. The rubbing. The rubbing. Yeah. The friction. Touching and the, tips. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, completion. Yeah. Uh, the docking the process. Do- <laughs> 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 it's like that scene in Interstellar. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was thinking of something else there, but yes, Interstellar. That's what. That's what it is. Which, by the way, I I just bought a book. Called the science of interstellar. It's called all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but it's the science of interstellar because I saw that article about your about interstellar, the watches of Hamilton and yeah. the Murph, and then I saw it sitting the Murph on a book called the it's science of interstellar. So I went and bought it. The fourth <laughs> dimension is I, I watched. Uh, I watched. Speaking of that, I watched Chris Hatfield, the Canadian uh, yeah, uh, cosmonaut. Uh, I've watched him talk about the dissecting the movie, and he mentioned how the black hole sequence was like as realistic as. As, as, we as we think, yeah. yeah, as I think, as we think it is, the fourth dimension obviously is completely made up because you don't know, right? You don't right. know what, exactly what it is. But so there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's very, very real. They've spent some time. Oh yeah, they got consultants. But, but uh, um, he was ready to do that movie in '99. Yeah, people were like, twenty years, to, uh, man. I, I can't wait for his next movie. Tenant, yeah, um, <laughs> tenant. <laughs> Landlord and tenant. It's a comedy. Hamilton did an, another khaki for that movie. Oh, they did for yep. tenant. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, they get commissioned for a few man. They got Men in Black. They got. Um, they were commissioned to do that one, and they they came out with a, a yeah. specific intro. Okay, so uh, let's let go. me let Jump me break the it. ice with the cars. Um, so German with the Porsche or Porsche, depending on how you want to say it. Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> well, I think it's it's Porsche, right? But Um, yeah, so uh, it's brand new, uh, 718 Cayman GT4. With a specific paint color that costs $4,000. Yes. yes. So I have a picture here if you want to see. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at so it. So what color is that, dude? That's called uh, Miami Blue. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, that car uh, base, it's a 113. Uh, Miami Vice? Miami Blue. And, um, dude, you should have taken that autodromo if it was, you know. That wait, wait, been, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. So I was looking online, right? And I just I was looking at cars in stock in Porsche dealers in uh, here in the um, Montreal area. And all the cars, the cheapest one were 140 because of options. Because Porsche are really good at, I'm going to 
give you a base car with no nothing in it and you spec it up for yourself. So how much was your car? Base as, one, as you set it up, as you chose? Uh one for the uh, $140,000 in 10. Oh wow, I'm yeah. curious to hear about your watch. Yeah. yeah. So I have okay. like $10,000 uh worth of watch after that. Um so yeah, I took Miami blue but um because I wanted to spec it up to 140 because all the cars in the region here were 140. There were no $130,000 car mm-hmm. at all, right? So <clears throat> I did pretty much five options. So there's the Miami blue that's $4,000. Um, I took all the contrast stitching in the interior of the car. Same thing with the door handle in yellow. So it's contrast stitching right? there, yeah. No. Um, after that, I went with um, carbon bucket seat. That's seven thousand dollars. <laughs> because you need to have carbon bucket. Because seat it's watch. a GT four, right? It's a GT car. Yeah, it's for it's track GT4, events, Kevin. right? So that's a big peasants? thing, right? No, yeah. yes. What so, am I, farmer? What don't you understand? You need carbon bucket seats. <laughs> no, but with GT4s. if you want a, a cruiser, you don't get a GT. Like I don't a PT think so. cruiser, like a Chrysler PT cruiser. Do they have carbon? Those bucket seats? were the bomb. Oh my god, guys! Okay, so <laughs> like I was saying, <laughs> hey, we're just sharing our knowledge of cars. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's on a Dodge Neon, right? The frame? Yeah, of course. The, the unibody. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, on that note, You're right. um, bucket seats because you don't want a comfort seat. When you have a GT car, it's, you technically are going to bring it to the track, so you want just support, right? When you turn left or right, you don't yeah, want to yeah. slush mm. everywhere. Um, I went with a Sport Chrono. That's a $630 option. So on the dash, in the middle, there's the Chrono that you can activate with your steering wheel when you're on the track. So you can have a lap timer. Integrated to your car. And who makes that Chrono? Porsche. It's not a brand. Yeah. The Daniel Wellington Chrono. But if you don't pay that $630, it's a blank. So, mm. <laughs> But I don't think Daniel Wellington even has a Chrono. So no, they don't. No, they don't. I'm pretty sure. But Porsche, uh, Porsche makes watches. They have a lot of different NATO straps, though. Yeah, Porsche design. <laughs> Porsche yeah. design. Yeah. They, have some, they, they, have, they do building, too. They have split sec. They have a flyback chronograph. They, they're not bad. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I, I got was the PCCB, so the Porsche Ceramic Carbon Brakes. So it's an upgrade, right? It's you go with carbon ceramic brakes. It's mostly for track stuff. It's really not for the street, but a good thing with that is it comes on yellow calipers to oh, go back with the nice. interior. You right? want the yellow calipers, I agree. Right. The, so for somebody like me who is, let's say, exponentially less uh, knowledgeable about cars than you, why this car? Um, it's a good overall. Uh, there's a lot of space. It's the for that price, it should be better. Be yeah. Um, it's a two seater instead of four seater. Uh, but the thing is, it's a mid engine, not like the 911. It was a rear engine. So being mid engine, you still have a trunk. So there's space in the rear and there's space in the front. Okay. Too, right. I had no functionality. In so like, <laughs> how how are you gonna buy carry your Scott towels? You buy a Costco. <laughs> when you have that car, you don't go to Costco with that car. But that's not the first car either, right? It's a second well, car. I mean, car. What, what are you going to get for another $10,000 that's left in your budget? Uh, I don't know. Bike. Bus pass. Uh, I'll buy bus a bus pass. <laughs> um, and performance-wise, is this car, so, does it stand out a lot? Yes. Uh, it's, in fact, so good that even Porsche has to dial it back so it doesn't, doesn't have to be better than 911. So it doesn't go back in time. <laughs> Pretty much, right? No, <laughs> the fun. thing is, it's uh, it's a uh, the Porsche Complex. Uh, no, nothing has to be, nothing can be better than 911. Same with BMW and the. M3. I mean, yeah, you should be careful when you say those things. Nothing can be better than 911. 911. Porsche, 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 Porsche. Porsche. Like Porsche 911. Uh, no, 911, number one. London 911, number so, one. So, the thing is, 2020. It's 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 uh, smaller. It's lighter. So it's way more nimble. 
And if you look with any journalist, car journalists are always like better than GT4 than GT3, right? GT3 is more rough. This one is a bit more um, civilized. The only big problem with that is the gearing. So the one, two, and three shift are really far apart. And it's wrong for that car. But the only reason they did that is so it's not faster than 911 and the 0 to 60. Lizard. Right? It is just... It's it's wrong, but like after hitting. that, there's the aftermarket coming in. There's Shark Work in California who for twenty grand they're gonna change your transmission for a better. And then it's better than nine eleven. Yes, right. But Porsche will never build a car that's better than the nine eleven. But the thing is, nine elevens are so big now; they're just heavier. It's size, right? Yeah. And that Cayman is way more the size of an older nine eleven. Okay. So it's like a newer gen, old size car. It's a great car. And reliability wise, are they known to be good? It's the four liter, flat six. So it's the last gen nine eleven engine. Turbo. Uh, no, and it, it's 410 horsepower and 309 uh, feet pound torque. Actually, yes, but for that size, it's perfect. And how it's much a, does it weigh? I mean, because anyways, uh, my the the car that I picked, right? It's a similar horsepower. Yeah, but it's definitely not as fast, right? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think yours is a four door too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yours uh, is doors. <laughs> <laughs> yours you is doors. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I know why Kevin's saying that. I can't wait for oh. his cars. Oh. Um, so he his car. Do you have a roof? <laughs> Some, what if it rains? Somewhat. Somewhat. You know. Like, I'll like say why. Kinda. I mean, comparison to there is room for an umbrella. You can just bring an umbrella with you. Yeah. So Hard to stick yeah. shift though. As you're so around. yeah, I think that's a, a good overall sports car. That's when I bought it. Uh, right. Would have bought it. Nice. <laughs> and uh, to go with that. Um, I took a tag, yeah. but the new 160 years special edition Montreal. Ooh. And it's the same this. kind of blue, kind of yellow. What's theme. the reference number? I don't know if I took the Doesn't reference Doesn't it look in, to you very similar to an El Primero? Yeah, it does have an El Primero feel. Even the, even the, the tree even color. comes with the same, the like color. a blue crocodile strap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because I am crushing on that watch lately, and it just was fitting with the Miami blue yellow stitching. What's the um, what's uh, what's special about the watch? It's limited to a thousand piece because it's their 160 years um, um, anniversary, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's a mix between the uh, Carrera and the original Montreal. Okay, right. Well, that's a, it's a beautiful watch. What what's the spec? Uh, it's uh, 39 millimeters. Uh, it's a hundred meter uh, water resistant. It's the uh, Tiger Caliber or Calibre Hour 02. And uh, it's 80 hour. That's a lot of hours for such a small case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, is it a, ma a manual winding? Automatic. Oh, wow. You yeah. can manually wind everything. Yeah, probably I mean, both, that's, right? That's a pretty impressive uh, spec list, though. For and uh, uh, it's $9,000 Canadian. If you can find one. If you can get it. It's, all, it's like Rolex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you can get one, right? So it has that 70s look. Very nice. Yeah, so it, it just fit like the watch I would wear with that car. Same blue, same yellow team. Uh, tag always been close to Porsche and Motorsport too, right? So the reference is a CBK221C. So that's what you want to be able to, uh, if you're interested, guys, to look it up. Yeah, uh, if nice you can get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, stainless steel um, and uh, the blue alligator strap, like uh, Dimitri said a bit earlier, but you can always change those if you who, want. Um, no, but it looks very it. good. It looks very good with it. it. It's you're for looking me, at it's a, a white uh, opaline dial. Uh, you got some uh, the sub counters or the sub registers. They're all in blue. There's some uh, there's some yellow uh, markings on them. The second hand to the chrono is red. 
it doesn't read tag on it. It says Carrera with a Hoyer. So it's one of those more authentic, I think more authentic. There's no uh, uh, bezel to this one. Rhodium plated hours, minute hands, uh, and that red lacquered seconds track. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. And a nice, uh, nice 30, looking decorated exhibition case there. Yeah. yeah. House, 80 power reserve, 33 jewels. Uh, but what's interesting, I think about this Corona, if I'm not mistaken, it's a vertical clutch, which is also very, uh, it's just a, I'll say a more resounding technology when it comes to chronographs. We won't get into that, but it's good Chrono, yeah, it's a good watch. Uh, how thick is it? Because usually I found that uh, the tag, or specifically oil uh, chronographs, they're quite thick watches, yeah. right? They're the, like 13, 14 millimeters. The movement is 6.95 millimeters. Yeah. So, so it's a 7 millimeter movement, so I'm guessing it's a uh, good 10 yeah, to 14, it, right? That's a... I mean, um, that's a nice looking watch. But um, yeah, overall, I just thought, um, you know, if I do something right in life and I have 150k to burn in a car and a watch, that, could be a, good, car. that could be a good pair, right? And uh, I, when I think of a Porsche owner, mo- most of them, if not all of them, are big tag enthusiasts. Tag has a long history of automobile. Uh, so look, one of my shortlist watches is a Caliber 11. It's the price of a Rolex Steve Explorer. McQueen. Yeah. But that's a nice watch, and that's an icon. And it's, oh, it's, it's gorgeous. You know, I, it's, it's on my short list, and I've loved it for many years. Yeah, beautiful Many watch. years, many years I've, I've been on it. And, you know, I'm just wondering, but what I... <sighs> Caliber 12 is nice. No, no, you got to go with the 11. Exactly. I agree. And I would probably go with the 11, maybe with the Golf. The Golf... Uh, yes, Golf livery, right? Golf, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, you need the Ford GT with the Golf livery. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys. So that was my uh, German and Swiss, and um, I went even with color matching both of them. Very good. Uh, I want to hear your no dar, no so, roof, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, my Very excited. I was like, just the the process really. So I was thinking of would I choose a car then a watch, which would be more insane and unrealistic is if I chose a watch to then pair with a car because I was like that that would never happen and actually. 150k, even though this is fictional, it's not impossible to yep. say, you know, in my lifetime, if you know. Um, so my approach was to choose a car and then pair it with a watch. And then my budget considerations, I'll be honest, I was thinking, okay, let me go with 60 30, you know, 60 40, uh, because I didn't, I wanted the watch to have enough of a footprint for me, for this conversation. I didn't just want yeah, that, right? Makes so, sense, right? Yeah, I wanted it to. To be a, just not something to accompany the car, I wanted to have its own kind of footprint in the conversation. So in the cars, I went with something, I was thinking, okay, I want something enthusiast, something history-driven. I was thinking of a Porsche 917, because, uh, which is millions of dollars. Yeah, it's a Le Mans winning car, race car. Exactly. <laughs> then I go, then I was like, okay, what if I found a Porsche that was more modern? And then I would say, okay, I would put it with a, a Hoyer Monaco caliber 11 and then i was looking at the a couple of years ago or the 50th anniversary in 2019 hoyer had this box set with five monacos for like 50 grand i was like okay i'll get five monacos <laughs> with a modern porsche 100k yeah okay and i was like a modern porsche but i was like but then it won't feel like le mans anymore i was like i needed something that would be more true to the 917 and i found nothing in that price um then i was thinking through i was like i want something fast and i want something impractical and unique and uh, Impractical is a daily driver. <laughs> and I went, and then I was thinking, okay, let me think of like a clubman racing, uh, which I always thought was something that was cool. You know, short races, 15, 30 miles, uh, no refueling, no driver change. And it was like this idea that you could be in a car club and work on your club car. And it was, I found more 
Yeah. It's the accessible motorsport. That was my idea. I was like, in an accessible, low-cost alternative racing where you can develop on your car. Uh, and then I was feeling, okay. And I didn't stick to at the beginning that we needed something new. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go with an MGF or a Lotus, something vintage, something old. And then I was on the other side uh, with something new like Xenos, Jeanette. I was like, God okay. Damn. <laughs> I was like, what, what is that? These are, uh, so they started, at, they still are a manufacturers of chassis for most race teams, right? Yeah. But they did a couple road car, and by road car, there's a big quotation mark here. Parentheses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Depends uh, where you live. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, but it's like uh, Lola, right? So Lola GT was the manufacturer of the first Ford GT, right? So yeah. the chassis manufacturer, same thing with Brabham. In yeah. F1, they're chassis manufacturers, right? As the other, other way of saying that Cosworth and Williams are engine manufacturers. Right. So Gineta is a chassis company, pretty much. They build cars for other people to develop around them. So I kept going, like, okay, I want something, uh, I think, a little bit more older, rustic looking. And I was like, ah, I like, you know, like Etsy. I was thinking of the Ariel Atom, I'll be honest. The Ariel Atom is, yep. is crazy, but it's modern. It's yeah. sleek. Mid-engine. It has this mid-engine. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I want something a little bit more uh, rustic, older looking. And I settled on Caterham. And I went with the Caterham. <laughs> I really liked b- before the R500. So they came out with a newer version, the 620R. So people don't know them. They're a, a British company uh, that have been around for, for, for quite a while now. But you were going to say something, Carl? Yeah, like you're talking about Caterham, right? And you were making fun of my $4,000 paint earlier. Right. Caterham, doors are an option. That's right. I, I didn't. <laughs> I have no cool. doors. I just, I just, no, 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 I just want to make that sure. Okay, cool. You can uh, go on your life now. So, <laughs> founded 73, direct descendant of the Lotus, the Series 3, right? Uh, for about 20 years prior, they launched the Series 1 Lotus 7. I'll call it cheap, cheap, fast, fast. This was a great... Uh, Analogy for it, and then Caterham actually got the rights to continue to produce the the design in the seventies after the Lotus shut down, right? So in the mid seventies, these cars were fitted with Ford Lotus twin cam fifteen fifty seven cc engines, uh, except for one chassis that had a nineteen sixty two cc without nineteen sixty two cc, which was the twin cam engine for the Alfa Romeo. Uh, so people don't know their cc's thousand yeah. uh, cc is one liter engine, pretty much. Right, so 1500 is 1. 1.5 liter. When they call it in 967 cc's, you're gonna be ad, uh, marketed as one liter. Exactly. So the when I was looking at these these like really in, like ridiculous impractical sports car, the Ariel Adam seems to be like the peak of it. Right, this is like the super lightweight, affordable uh, sports car. But where I was actually, I was when I was looking at the Ariel Adam, I was turned off by the fourth gen because I think that the fourth gen. Looks nothing like the older gens. Nothing. It's yeah. it's completely overhauled. Only the pedals and the filler caps remain the same as the past gens. Yeah. And I didn't like that. But it's <laughs> 320 horsepower, 612 uh, kilograms, super sleek, scary fast, modern. But me, and you'll see why in the pick of my watch, I went something a little bit older. So this one, the the Ariel Adam, even then as well, when I was reading and whatnot, it handles probably better uh, than the. Uh, Caterham, larger rear, rear wheels. The engine is in the back, uh, but you have to like the look, and that's where I went with the Caterham. It just looks better to me. It has this Good elegance idea. to it, a little bit older look, more true. It has heated seats. 
as an option. As an option. Well, and I mean, a it, roof it, of sorts. When, when and, you and, have no doors, you should have yeah, seats. And, and the eater, personal eater, that like every car ever has, is still an option in the catering. So you yes. can have a hair coming to your feet, but as an option. Because, I mean, when it's February in Montreal, you should have heated seats. But you got to take this up for this. It it was funny. I was watching Narcos yesterday, and there's just that one line. The guy goes with the plane. He says, how much can you fly? He goes, this many kilos. And he goes, what if we rip out all the other seats in the carpet? He goes, how many more kilos can you fly over? Um, So anyway. Everything um, is measured in uh, cocaine. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But then, so it has the propulsion, front engine, insane torque. I think being narrow... The caterum is lower, so it should roll less when cornering, uh, although it wants to oversteer everywhere yeah. <laughs> because of the power. Throttling response, it screams. It just seems like a lot more fun, and it's a it's a track car more than a road car. Is that a, a all-wheel drive or no? What? No, 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 no. Rear-wheel drive? Rear-wheel drive, propulsion. Right. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so, so you're saying caterum, right? Yeah. Um, did you say which model you want to go with? The six, Yeah, I said the 620R. So... A lot of people say, in what I was reading, it, it's too much power. It's almost too much. It's too insane. I was reading a website, and they were comparing the Caterham cornering uh, the Supersport. It's like playing ping pong against your mom. And then if you take the 620, you're doing the catering, you're doing the cornering, it's like playing ping pong against like a Chinese ping pong champion. It's just <laughs> insane. Like It's just yeah. you're going to be totally out of control. So what are we talking about here? Based on the R500, supercharged. Uh, standard chassis is what I would take. So a little bit different in length, a little bit different in height. Magnesium wheels, lower floor, limited slip differential, sequential manual transmission. So it'll allow you to, to not have trouble when you're, when you're changing gears. <clears throat> like you, carbon fiber seats. Uh, we're talking about a dash as well, carbon fiber. A quick release steering wheel, it's Momo. Easier in and out. That, easier in and out. Inline four cylinder, two, two liter. Supercharged, 310 brake horsepower, 0 to 60 in under 2.8 seconds, which is Veyron fast, top speed of 250 kilometers an hour, an absurd 580 brake horsepower ton to power ratio, which is 60 brake horsepower more than the Bugatti Veyron and 20 brake horsepower more than the McLaren F1. It lapped Blyton Park quicker than the 720 brake horsepower Pagani Huara, 50 to 60,000 pounds. End of conversation. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's almost hundred thousand dollar Canadian. Yeah, and it's, it's all that is because you're basically driving on an engine. On right? yeah, not yeah, much rocket rocket. Yeah. Than, yeah. other than I, the engine and the wheels. I right? like it in but, all the options you you took. Yeah, uh, you didn't take the windshield. I didn't take the windshield. <laughs> but you know, and I still have money left over. I can get those goggles with the scarf. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But what's cool like about an air this, pilot from the from the early twentieth century. <laughs> <laughs> the scarf just, just like wraps around. But what I love this is that it's. Um, in looking I, at the I other, I can see Austria-Hungary from my plane. <laughs> <laughs> but all the other super lightweight sports cars that were insane, it has an elegance to it that I don't find the Earl Adam has. A lot of character, a lot of style. It has a lot of character, lot of and, and, and it's it's like most British cars, right? Styling is the first thing first, right? Um, but the Earl Adam is British, right? Yep. So, and I think they went with super modern, super sleek, which is your thing, but. I felt this has a little bit more, uh, to me, soul. Yeah. So, Ariel Adam is, I think, the same minding as the Caterham. Yeah. And the only thing is Caterham, they're sticking with their old school styling. As right. Ariel Adam is like, we're not going to get stuck in a styling. We just want the lightest, fastest car, car yeah. right? No roof. Yeah. 
and most of the things I'm reading, the Errol Adams still kind of takes the takes the uh, the wins, you know, on in, in rain on slicks. We're still better. We're still better handle, better this. But well, you put a you put a front wing on that thing, it's gonna look like an F1 car, right? Yeah, you'll yeah. probably have the same yeah. uh, downforce, and then you can. It's, so uh, it's nuts during the week. If you're driving around in a in a in a, a little SUV, you know, but this is like on the weekend, I'm gonna go rip it up. So what does it match? I still got 50k left for a watch. About. Yep. Now for the watch. I'm gonna go a little bit less. I'm in the British car, insanity and specs, but that has the older style rustic design. Gotta keep the hands on the wheel. So I went with a vintage reissue recreation. Vacheron Constantin came out with the vintage American line. Uh, so I went with the historique American. Mid-size, uh, 40 millimeter, released in 2008, not as refined. Uh, both were very ornate, Art Deco influence of the 20s, and they're for American motorists. The dial, 45 degrees, off-center, for your viewing pleasure, as I need to have my hands tight on the wheel of the Caterham. To survive. To survive. <laughs> so we're talking about 40 by 40. 8 millimeter thick, 18 carat rose gold case, which is neither round or square. Let's call it cushion. The crown placed on the top right corner of the case, Breguet style hands, eggshell dial color, sub-seconds at the 3 o'clock, in-house manual wind, 4400 caliber movement, with a Poisson Geneva hallmark. So what is that? It's a certification of movements that are made in the city or canton, we say, of Geneva. In 1886, they passed a law for this hallmark as there were people that were saying that made in Geneva was untrue. Some people were saying made in Geneva versus assembled in. It's funny you mentioned that because my watch has the Geneva hallmark and I was going to talk about it as well. But you, can, you can keep going. You, you can keep going on that. So anyway, it has it. So they passed the law, strict conditions that had to get the certification. All of this with a solid 65-hour power reserve. And when you put it on, it can only scream, grab your keys, let's go for a drive. 40,000 bucks. That puts me, I still have 10 grand to spare to get that scarf and those <laughs> goggles, goggles yeah, and goggles. those life insurance. Add that life insurance <laughs> that for my pairing. That so, Hallmark of Geneva, yeah, uh, I've uh, looked it up a little bit, right? They originally were basically, uh, it was basically a benchmark um, among some Swiss companies to determine, uh, to qualify a particular level of craftsmanship for movements. Right. Right in 2012, they've changed it to now uh, also apply to the case itself. So oh, to the get, case. So now when you get the now you get that stamp on yeah. the movement, it means that it's met a particular let's Criterion. say high horology level of craftsmanship for both the movement and the case. And it's usually it's usually it's about um, it's not necessarily about the, the the complexity of the movements. It's about the finish, right? The quality of the finish. And I'll get into that later when I talk about my own. Is it location-based as well? The, the I th- I, I, Probably, like champagne th- and whiskey, right? I think it yeah. applies to only... Because it's, it's the hallmark of Geneva, yeah. right? And it applies, I think, to yeah, there's the watches a certain, out of there. I think there's a amount of work that has to have been done there. And I think that that's a... It, I, it might be also the reason how the big three companies... Well, not all of them are in Geneva, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they maybe f- use that as a way to differentiate themselves well, from the rest, right? Because that's that's true high horology. You don't get watches with that mark 
a below a certain price point, right? There is also a um, a condition if you say um, made in glasute, right? There's a certain yeah you yeah. have to have a certain you it have is to, probably something equivalent you, yeah similar to probably that, right? more poussé like more uh, sorry more uh, uh, firm let's say more uh, rigid more German more <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no no I mean in the terms Geneva, of more established uh, right the Geneva is, is probably more the conditions are probably more difficult to obtain yeah. versus glasut is like you have to have this much of the watch fabricated and made in so yeah you have to put more specification when you're in Geneva right, right? but those specs were around for over a hundred years right I'm sure yeah. they've a lot of time to kind of perfect them. And I think they probably put in there because people were going in there and saying, and doing a little thing and saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're stamping the same they are. They also fake it. They also fake that thing. And it's a fine. There's an actual, um, it's a law. Yeah. yeah. There's an actual government body that makes sure that if you, uh, let's say falsely stamp that, uh, um, qualification on your watch mechanism, you will get a, but there's a exactly you have a it's they passed the law of the law 1.25 on the voluntary inspection of watches in the canton of Geneva. So if you're there, you want to get that stamp, you got to get inspected. So our canton, I'm guessing in English, it's, it would be county, right? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Les cantons de like I think, I think like we translate it here. Les cantons de as townships. That's yeah, because we, of our British heritage. Maybe like a. But like I'm a thinking like more segment. like in the U.S., right? right? Like Orange County in California, right? Oh wow, the O.C. Yeah. <laughs> so many dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cool, are, man. That's like, my car. Your, your your car is insane and um, ridiculous. For forty thousand dollars more, you can have a German one with a roof. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wanted a big footprint watch. Yeah. And I, you went with a nine thousand dollars. I went with a forty thousand dollars watch, and I thought it also. Wasn't just oh I like this watch. I thought it paired well. It has a 40 de- 45 degree angle on the dial. You have to be holding it, and it has an elegance that I think matches the rustic look of the Caterham, which is I also I respect absurd. so much your choices. Thank you. Oh man, thank you, you very know much. What? You know what? It's uh, you uh, blew it out of the park on this one. Nice. I'm glad so, that you uh, liked it. It was a good conversation. So Dimitri, I think it's your turn now. You're up next. Yes. Um, so I quickly looked up what uh, what the cantons means. It's uh, it's basically a qualification. It's kind of a an equivalent of a state uh, only in Switzerland, as I'm seeing. So there are 26 cantons in Switzerland. So the Canton of Geneva is just basically a geographical area. Yeah, it's like provinces for province. yeah for yeah, us here in Canada, right? Yeah. So I mean, obviously there are different sizes. How Some big of them might is be it? Just... Do you know how big the Canton in Geneva is? Uh, just curious. It's a it's two streets. <laughs> well, actually, 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 I'm it has first and first. It's, it, it's pretty large, right? You, you, if you guys picture Geneva, right? It's on the lake, right? Yep. It's at the south tip of the lake. So the Canton of Geneva, it just the tip. it covers the whole lake and all of the uh, all of the neighboring territories that are on the lake, right? Okay. Everywhere around, it contains 45 municipalities. It's a pretty oh, large. Oh yeah, that's area. pretty big. Well, God, but, but, but it's pretty big. But but yeah. to be honest, the forty-five municipalities are all villages. The population yeah. in that canton of Geneva is only five hundred thousand people. Half a million. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm surprised. That because is still not small. No, but like, Geneva is two hundred of that. Yeah. So I mean, five hundred is not a lot. No, but it is big. still three hundred thousand people. It's, it's, it's considered a small thing, right? It's not a busy area, though, right? No, it's yeah. not. So it's just mostly villages, it's, I'm sure. It's uh, you know, my brother had lived there for about six months. Crazy. It's 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 for small, but it's mainly uh, watches and money, right? <laughs> he said, "Look, so he has a 
I'm going to take a beer break in a second. I'll go get you guys beers. Oh, well, do you want to talk about his uh, choices? We'll get started. Yeah, but the, we'll what started. he was saying was uh, people there, like my my brother was there and he was uh, tax-free, uh, his salary. And there's he has friends there that are tax-free working for the United Nations. And yeah. it's and they were fine, but he's, I, I don't know. Too much money? People must struggle. No, oh, it's yeah. not too much, but it's like the people who don't have yeah, that. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, I, I was reading, right, the uh, average income per person um, in... Switzerland is uh, half a million dollars euro. Yeah, but what's the standard of living? That's the thing. And that's average the, income, it doesn't mean because there's a lot of uh, a lot of immigrants that boost it up, right? A lot of people that are just pun- yeah, uh, yeah. putting money in there. The yeah. average is interesting. I'd like to see the median, median, median is, number median is, uh, to, yeah. to be more telling yeah. in terms of how many people are under yeah. that number median versus yeah. Yeah. a better. But still, it's not like the coldest country it is after sure. that was like uh, two hundred. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. You know, sure. I'd I'd love to live in Monaco. I just oh <laughs> my god! Yes, I, I would love to live in paradise too, man. No, but like, I would like to be rich were, and healthy and, oh uh, and good-looking. And uh, <laughs> who doesn't? So, uh, rich, like, healthy, good-looking. I got none of that. I got none of that. <laughs> no, no. I got none of that. It's, it's always we better to have, be healthy than sick, right? Yeah, we <laughs> rich only, than poor. We, we only have watches. That's the only thing it's we such have. A, not a, really. Like, not even. Not really, it's not such even. a conceited. It's such a horrible. It's like, it's like oh yeah, this happened. At least you got your health. It's oh come on. So I can survive the shitty situation. That's what you're telling me right now. Your health is important, but so yeah. you can enjoy poverty for longer. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Which is great. <laughs> exactly. So what yes. are we drinking today? I'm having a tequila fresca. By the way, Doris, I am not Mexican. For everybody, guys, this is 11:30 in the morning, oh, yeah. and um, it's a second drink. It's a second drink. It's a third, second, third drink now. Third, third. Oh God, damn! We just don't want to waste time, right? Yeah, no. And uh, me there's and- a difference. I got up like 7 a.m. today. What time did you get up, Carl? Nine. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I, 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 is that like ha? Just, he's worse than no, you. This is, that <laughs> this is more acceptable. This is um, nearing lunchtime. You're having this for breakfast. What is that yes? tipping point where? You go from it's okay, it's maybe not acceptable to like okay, now it's. Acceptable. I think the tipping point is having the conversation. <laughs> if you're already <laughs> discussing the possibility that that you're you're probably there, uh, yeah. So I, I am single. <laughs> Nobody's gonna judge me. I can just get wasted at exactly. any point of time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, me and Dimitri Fact, were, were drinking. Wasted. I drove wasted. I'm kidding. <laughs> me and Dimitri were, were drinking Stella Artois. Yeah. And uh, while I uh, chug my beer, I'll let Dima start with his car and watch. Yes. All right. So. Um, it was very interesting to hear your kind of train of thought there. My train of thought was a bit different, as in I didn't really, I didn't really try to find the most uh, unique and impressive spec car spec wise. What I wanted to do is that I thought of this this way: if somebody gives me a hundred and fifty k Canadian and tells me you have to buy one new car and one new watch, yeah, gunpoint, take the money, take the money. <laughs> What do you do? Do what it now. What do you do? <laughs> and, and I try to apply it to uh, real life as much as possible, saying, well, what kind of a car would I want to own and drive every day if this was my, my car? So, so you went... went the, uh, yeah, because Kevin went, well, I live in a country where there's a lot of snow. It's cold, so I'll go with no roof, no doors. <laughs> and, and rear-wheel drive. And rear-wheel drive. You know, uh, and, and but, but just, also the most ridiculous engine, like, but, put to but power here's why. Issue. It's because it's because it's fictional. I wanted to probably talk about something 
I could never allow myself to get. I, I, that's like a good a, point. Like I said earlier, I respect so much your choice. It's really a car guy. It's very cool choice. Yeah, it's fun. you. Huh? You it's hit it out of the park. But I really want to hear Dimas yes. thinking on what and, he bought. And the reason I, I'm giving this intro is because I need to set you up so you understand my thinking of how I chose Absolutely. the car. Why is shitty? Yeah, why is it? Why is it shitty? Yeah, <laughs> Lada, Lada, <laughs> number um, one. So I thought, well, okay. So if I have that one car and then that one watch that I will wear everywhere, what would I? own right and I, i i did think of like well i live in montreal i would like to kind of have a car that i can use every day right and not going too far in any directions my car of choice because of our traffic because of our disgusting yeah, construction yeah yeah i yeah i this could be a separate podcast yeah exactly <laughs> i live in downtown montreal and they construction they do it the following way they open up streets to do a one week long job And they do it in six months. So, so the, for the most part, it's just cones so and no work. So for for like people, Dimitri lives like primo. So we're talking about like if he lived in Times Square, near Times Square, that sort of thing. He lives. Uh, I don't know other big cities, but like the, he's just really other big cities, just in New York and Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know. But, Syracuse, but primo. <laughs> no, it's not big. Primo, but the thing is that, and, and I was at a co comedy show. And the guy was making fun. He goes, "This place should be just like cones. This is like it's just orange should be the city colors." Well, yeah. They, th there's a joke I heard that Montreal has basically one of the uh, largest world uh, natural world supplies, natural re world reserves of orange cones. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we so you wanted export, a car. You wanted a car for all of this. Not really. Not really. <laughs> so yeah. So you live downtown. Uh, you don't need that car every day. So no, do I get? don't need my car uh, that car every day, but I need that car to do uh, occasional Costco trips. I would like to go skiing once in a while, right? Just a car, just a daily driver. So, just I'll cut it to the pointer. The car that I would choose is the Mercedes C63 AMG. Uh, I kind of, I I have looked at the reason why I chose that car. Obviously, is it's a combination of a car and watch, right? I didn't want to go too far on either side, and. Um, I have started my research by trying to find a watch, right? And I had to find a watch. I'm like, hey, what kind of watch can I get so that I can still get a car that I'd really like, right? Because both of them are uh, pretty much equally important to me. At first, uh, I said, look, you know what? 150K, I'm going to try to get myself a, 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 a Langonzana Datagraph. And I'm like, yeah, Datagraph. So you went the other way. You went watch to car. Well, I started, I started looking for a watch first, right? And I'm like, you know what? A Langonzana Datagraph, love that watch so much. I, I looked at our watch. He doesn't start below a 120. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once you add the tax, it's uh, pretty much the whole budget. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work, right? And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can get uh, a Langenzona a chronograph, right? Which is a bit less. It's like 85 maybe plus tax and maybe 90K. So you want to pair German with German. Well, but then, I, but then I'm like, you know what? Why do I need to get something that's like, a little bit worse than what I actually want, right? Right. So I decided to completely scramble that whole uh, approach and just set, set a budget for myself and look for uh, a car and choose a car that I know for sure that I wanted to get and then use the rest of the budget to, to find the watch, right? So you went um, what car, then watch? The Mercedes C63 is pretty easy. I am... So what specs are you talking about on that? Um, well, so 
our rule was for this uh, for this exercise is to yep. choose a brand new car. Yep. Yep. If I had the choice, I would probably not choose the brand new version. Yeah, for sure. I would probably choose at least the previous generation uh, of the Mercedes where they still use the, a naturally aspirated 6.2 liter V8. Yeah. This is a so four liter turbo, no? And, and, and you know why? Inner V. And mm. the reason why I would need that is because the, the best way to describe it is how Jeremy Clarkson always says in Top Gear, more power. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the to me, this is the ultimate fuck you sleeper car. Yeah. It looks like a sedan, like a regular sedan that's very decently comfortable to drive. I'm I'm the AMGs are notoriously stiff, right? Also, they're not all wheel drive like everybody else, they're real wheel drive. Uh, well, the CCC3 is real drive, but as soon as you go E class and up, so E class, S class, they all will drive. Different price. Different pricing. I was but, looking at E class. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, um, you said that they're literally stiff, right? Yeah. But Suspension. right now, on the right now, on the table, you're the softest. I have a GT from <laughs> Porsche. Yeah, there's a cataram. It's like, there's no suspension on this thing. It's yeah. like riding on fucking wooden blocks. Yes. <laughs> you guys but are I'm very also stiff, second, right now? I'm a, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a second I'm, faster. I'm pretty soft, yeah. I have a second faster 060 than this uh, C63 MG. Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, when you're looking yeah, 200 less yeah, horsepower, but let's I'm Let's drive in the rocket. winter and see, see who's going to enjoy it more. He's going to die. So he's going to die with his cataram. Look. Look. Ping pong Chinese champion. Remember the, the, the <laughs> comparison I said? Yeah. So, just to give you an idea, Kevin, if you even attempt to drive in the winter with no windshield, yeah, I have done that once on a ski slope when I <laughs> you forgot drove when on I, a ski no, slope with the what, windshield. <laughs> <laughs> when I forgot to put my mask when I was when I started to go downhill at minus twenty Celsius, yeah, you freeze your face. Not a joke. Instant. You freeze your face. That's the most Russian You freeze your face. Yeah, I don't speak. No like joke. No I'm joke. not the guy who bought joke. the autodromo from you. <laughs> <laughs> you freeze your face. My shirt is George Armani. Uh, George, oh, George, 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 so, George Armani. So to go back to your 60HP, so it's AMG. Is it the S variant or not? Uh, no, mine is uh, actually, yes, mine is a C63S. Uh, okay, version. cool. It starts at 85K. Yep. Uh, with, 503 with horsepower. The, to be honest, there is not much. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. There's not much uh, in terms of uh, the packages that you can add. It's not that kind of a car, right? You can just get like a performance package with a screen, whatever, maybe some fancy seats and colors and stuff, whatever. Different it's radio. not very important, I think. No, it's already pretty good. Standard. Yeah. The the basic thing about that car and that, unfortunately, and I'm not a big fan of it, but I guess everybody is doing it anyways. It's not a 6.2 uh, liter V8. Mm-hmm. It's not naturally aspirated like they always used to be before. It's a 4.0 bi-turbo. Yeah. But it's, it's probably mm-hmm. faster. It's 500 horsepower. Four liter V8. Yeah. So the later last gen with most German manufacturers, right? So they went all four liter or 4.4 if you look at um, Porsche. Even Audi, now it's a four liter two. They all did an inner V setup. Yeah. So normally the intake is in the middle of the V of the V8 and the exhaust is on the side, right? Like the last 6.2 from um, the right. chassis code, if you want to know, it's 204. The new gen is 205. Um and the reason why now they call inner V is because the exhaust is in the middle of the V of the V8 and the intakes are on the sides. So you have two intakes, one exhaust thing, right? Yeah. The main reason they do that is to have a shorter exhaust manifold to the turbo. So, so the throttle must be like, it just must... It, it, the thing is, it's. Uh, I think you used to own a Toyota Aristo, yes, it, right? Yeah. It was turbo? Yeah, two-way twin turbo. And it was a lag, right? So you put... And you, you know that like, okay, now I'm wide open throttle. There's yeah. like... A second or two that I know that turbo is not kicking in, exactly. and after that turbo is in, right? You with feel an, it. With an inner V, 
that doesn't exist. It's technically a no lag setup. Right. So it drives as an, a naturally aspirated Radiated, engine, yeah. right? That's why they do InterV now. But to go back to uh, Dimitri saying that you want the last gen better than this one, less parts on an engine is always better. You mm -hmm. will always have a better response. I wanted the previous gen. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so, so, yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, I love those four liter V8s. They're all naturally aspirated. Yeah, yeah. It's well, no, no. They used to put a 6.2. Yeah, 6.2. Yeah. 6.2. Now, now it's a 4.0 by turbo. I remember the older... Uh, I think the M older M5s were like 5 liter V10s naturally aspirated. Yeah, so yeah. The, yeah. the E60... They also changed that. Yeah, now, it, now they're V8s. Yeah. That was the other reason why. Like, I, I've been honestly looking at the M4, maybe M3. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily an M3, but M4, right, to compare to the C63. Inline 6. Uh, See, that M3 is like the, the flagship. I think... The M4 will never be as good as the M3. Well, it's too new, right? Because yeah. M3 has established itself as as a as a force, right. uh, whereas M4 is relatively new, right? They're um, all great. They're driven an M1, cars, beautiful cars. It was, it was a um, great drive. The other reason is uh, I, I drive a little uh, BM right now, so I kind of wanted to switch to something else. But the big one of the another key uh, reasoning for me to choose that is because I'm super into uh, F1. And Mercedes AMG team has been killing it yeah. for the last, for the five last years. like five <laughs> yeah. years yeah. at least, right? They are absolutely destroying all competition, and it's 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 to me that's I just want a Mercedes. So I can maybe add another layer on your choice and even yours, Kevin, too. Yeah. Uh, my car, the Porsche GT4, they it's um it's not a limited edition, right? They're gonna make as much as they can. So you want to do thousand of them a year or hundred thousand of them a year if there's customers that are going to sell them. Your Caterham, they're limited by the side of the company, mm -hmm. right? And they're never going to change. But it's forever classic. If you go to your AMG, that generation, it's the last V8 AMG. Next C-Class generation is coming out in 2022. It's going to be a four-slitter hybrid. Yeah, yeah. No so way. it's going to be four bangers. Is it going to be the engine from the CLA45 coupled with a 48-volt hybrid system? So just to give you an idea, we all have a, well, friends. I don't know if he's a friend, but someone who owns an A-Class, right, in our circle of friends, it's that engine they're going to use the next AMG. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a, there's a big problem with that for me. It's because another reason why I really want that car is that sound, that, uh, that, that, that sound the engine makes. It is ridiculous. It's like driving a tiger, <laughs> yeah. And like a and like a and like a doggy daycare, like it, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It just does not belong on the road. It's so loud. It's so obnoxious. Wasn't well, that I saw on Top Gear when he has the Mercedes, the six liter V eight, and he's driving through the mountains. He was saying it just it, the sound is just ridiculous. So that's the, the last gen that Dimitri said he wanted. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even this this one is a four point like the six point two. So I, I'm not sure, but a lot of manufacturers nowadays they cheat a little bit by. Uh, by by adding the sound uh, engine no yep. noise, so right? they're the popping sound to the sound system in the car. Yeah. Uh, the last people not doing it was Benz with the last six point two. And you don't have to. And Porsche still yeah. today. Porsche, what they do is they have a tube from the intake since it's a mid engine, and they literally mechanical that, that tube goes to the firewall, so it's a mechanical connection. The caterer also doesn't do that. No, get rid of it. The exhaust is like next to you. <laughs> That's my point. They don't even do that. They don't fake but, those um, sounds. Yeah, no, I, I, I you have a good choice because it's, it's going to be the last V8 uh, C-Class ever. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just obsessing currently about 
just about Mercedes uh, AMG cars in general. And this to me was a very good choice because I can also do everything that I do today, right? Like it's, it's a car, it could be a daily driver. Yeah, it it, it's a five seater. You have a huge trunk. Sleeper, uh, there's all the thing is going to help you be comfortable in the road. And holy shit, can you find a better sleeper car than this? It's hard. It's hard it's to hard. beat. Sleeper wise, yeah. it's yeah. really hard to beat, right? And I, I like that. I, I like Even the more flashy. I like the, the more flashy. The class AMG, the, the I, one. Yeah. I, I like the idea of, and this is me, I like the non-flashy, but if you have to go flashy, go all the way. Like, get an ultimate, like, Batmobile, right? Like, just... Or a I thought that the uh, Audi, the Audi, the sleeper, because it was so, like, the Audi RS6. Yeah. That one, yeah. yeah it's like that wagon. Event, right? I think it's a little bit more expensive. It's more expensive, that, yeah. yeah. But is that the sleeper look because it's like a wagon, but it's a... Yeah, but not anymore. The new gen RS6 Avant are... Huge and huge. aggressive and everything, right? The the C sixty three that I was looking at, I would love to get a, a station uh, station wagon, yeah, no. but they don't make it. Uh, they, Not the C sixty three. Well, they don't make it for North America. Oh mm-hmm. well, in Europe, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck, move to Europe. Yeah, yeah. go, we'll just, just, go, go back. just do it. Just do it. Uh, just buy a ticket so, right now. Go. <laughs> so perfect cheap, car. Uh, very cheap tickets are very cheap. Right yeah. Now. Well, are they really for to yeah. travel? Yeah, I know someone who went to Belgium recently. Okay. Um, so Skyscanner, uh, yeah, it's cheap. Uh, uh, I understand your car choice. It's a wonderful car. Um, now we need to know what's the watch. So when you leave that car and you go in, what watch are you wear that people know you have 150 Js that you burned down? I was looking at. Uh, I was looking and at. Why a, did you pair that watch with that car? Oh, uh, there's not not a. It's not a specific pairing. It's not like a wine and meal type thing. Uh, I was kind of looking, what is it that I want to get that I would be very happy that I can also wear like every day and just, you know, never never get tired of it. You're so practical. I want to, I want to watch a, a, dry, a car I could drive every day. I want to watch I could wear every day. So well, it's, just, it's just the way I approach this whole exercise. So the watch my that I chose. food is oatmeal. Yeah. Fiber. I love fiber. My favorite, car look, my favorite color is plain. Tan. <laughs> um, the watch plain. that I chose. Yogurt plain. Ugh. What is this nuts? It's blueberries. You must be crazy cowboy. <laughs> oh boy. No. Natural for me. Natural. No sugar. No sugar. Yeah. So watch. Take watch, your watch. sugar and leave. Too, too uh, flavor. The watch that I chose was uh, is a, a Vacheron Constantin Traditionnel with the Guilloché dial. Uh, it's the pink gold reference uh, 82172. It's great to Guilloché dial. Uh, it's because I was looking at that watch before, and we, I really, really love Kevin's choice. But we synced up, and I and when I mentioned it, you were fuck you. Yes, you know I love that, and I know you love yes, that watch. I love that watch, and I didn't take it because you love that watch. I took it because it's a very auto inspired watch. But I would was you have taken. I was struggling. I would have taken it. Yes. Okay. I was struggling to find a watch that I wanted to buy as much as that one. Yeah. Specifically for this kind of budget, right? Uh, that's why I, I was looking at different watches too, right? Like I was like, you know what? And again, I approached this from more of a like a practical side, right? I'm like, you know what? I probably need a watch that's that I can wear like in the pool and everywhere. So I was uh, at yeah. first I was looking for more of like a diver style watches. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get a Rolex because me getting a Mercedes and a Rolex is super douchey. What did you have on your short list before that VC? Um, uh, so I entertained an idea of getting uh, a a Langenzona uh Chrono. You're but right. it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. I I, st- I wanted to make sure that I still I'm still able to get the Mercedes CCC3 in my budget and not like get the most basic version. Mm-hmm. Just just get the options that that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then and then I wanted to think maybe I I, I wanted to stick to the big three plus uh, a Langenzona. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I was looking at the Calatrava. Mm-hmm. I was looking actually at a, uh, at a nice chronograph. I can't remember the, the reference number. The, they make, uh, Patek makes a very, very nice looking chronograph. Mm-hmm. 5172, yeah, I believe. 5170, I think even. 70, I think it's 5172. Yeah. Well, let's look it up quickly. But again, it's a bit, oh, okay. it's a bit, it's a bit far in terms of it's it's, yeah. it's it'll be it's it'll take me a little bit 70 70 this one, yeah uh okay I, I this is this one this one 51 i i, I don't know what they are but 5172g this is the one. Oh, the 5172 okay any patek is good yeah but it is <laughs> i like the 5170 the difference is the 5170 has no uh has only indices while the 5172 that he was talking about dimitri is the one that has the actual uh, arabic numerals problem is it's seventy three thousand dollars us right problem does not work uh so i was like you know what i still need to like that was at first when i was focusing on the car and i was like uh okay i need to get that i I wanted to get the car that i want and then i don't have to get the seventy thousand dollar watch right so look at the movement by the way on the 5170 I can understand that, right? The car is useful yeah. versus the watch is a statement. This whole thing I approached from a more practical view because I would definitely enjoy the car yeah, a lot more than... Like, I'll spend more time in the car and then the pleasure I'll get from like driving a car comfortably is higher. With a roof. And With a roof and doors. Guys, I'm, I'm already in another country right now. <laughs> My car is so, so fast. It's I'm either that or I'm dead. <laughs> you're dead which you're is dead. another country, another place anyway because <laughs> i can't corner with that fucking thing because it's like oh my god so i um so yeah so the vashon constantin i'm gonna open it up i've mentioned the reference already why i love that watch do you repeat the reference or you have um, I just so look at it. the vashon, vashon constantin yeah. traditional guilloche dial reference 82 172 and there's a bunch of other numbers there dial uh, di- oh, yeah, uh, uh, did you find it yeah very uh sub second hand would you get the gold or you get the silver it's a pink dial uh, pink, uh, pink gold dial. Pink gold dial, but you yeah, get yeah, the. Yeah, I didn't the mention the second part of the reference there. It's yeah. uh, it's um, slash uh, three zeros R dash nine eight eight eight. Okay, so this one is uh, yeah. It's a thirty-eight millimeter, and that's, that's an impressive watch. So eighteen karat gold, guys. Five uh, n, five n. So that's a very high quality uh, number. So that guilloche dial is just incredible. So I. I have. I, case I, I honestly fell in love. And this is, by the way, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to see a few things. So this, no, just on the, the spec. So this one, eighteen karat gold is the highest amount of uh, of gold that you can get before it's just too soft, right? The twenty-four. That's almost pure gold. Pure gold is twenty-four. This is eighteen. This is the highest you can get. And I'll be honest, I wasn't even looking at the gold. Yeah. The reason I wanted that one specifically is because I wanted to get that guilloche dial. Oh yeah, that guilloche dial, guys. For everybody who's listening. Um, it is, look it up, it is manually done. Handmade, yeah. It is insane how much work is put. This watch, yeah. by the way, like Kevin mentioned before about the, the historic American, this watch has the has the Geneva Hallmark yeah. uh, uh, seal, yeah. uh, certification, yeah. which basically kind of speaks about the quality of the watch. <laughs> it's a 38 millimeter watch yeah. that is an automatic watch, I believe, yeah. Uh, with a uh, 65-hour power reserve, yeah. and it is only 7.7 millimeters thick. Yeah. It is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but it is absolutely one of the most beautiful watches. But it's not I automatic. I think it's a manual one. It's manual winding. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You're right. Absolutely. The movement, I think, is, like, yeah, under three. Right. It, it, it's the whole watch is the size of just the movement of my tag. 
It is. Exactly. But this is this is um this is this is the peak of uh, morology as well. Yeah. Like a. You can never. Uh, no one. Like, even if you look at the um, the finishing of the movement. Uh, not only the yeah, exactly the guillotine. The guillotine dial, Carl, is made by hand. What? Yes. Yeah. That's this made how by you hand. get the seal of Geneva. Yeah. That's and if you mess insane. it up, you throw everything out. Yeah. yeah no, and you it, have to redo. It looked like a, a machine did it. But you know. Well, they use they use tools, but it's manual machine, machine manually. I mean, it's not a guy with an with a no, chisel, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's a, a device they use, which you know they create all kinds of different guillotine patterns, but it's manual. It's, nuts. it's absolutely ridiculous. Everything about that watch, and there's a very, very good um, watch finder video specifically about that watch. I think they talk about like uh, I think there's a video with uh, a Frederic Constant. Then it goes to Jelicut, a master control. Then it goes, hey, what can you do if you add another 15k? Yeah. Boom. And then they talk about the Vacheron. And then they say it's just it's not it is not obvious to you. Uh, you don't know why the watch costs that much. Unless you have a microscope and you start looking at the Micro finishing lines, of yeah. every single little yeah. piece, they 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 talk about the the small seconds hand here. Yeah. They show the tip of that hand; it's Perfect. rounded mm-hmm. and polished manually. You can only do that with a microscope. It is insane. Micro lens, and that movement is incredible too. The movement is a uh, it has. Um, uh, what's the what's the price of that watch? 18K? This is about thirty k US. Yeah. 30K so I still US? have about ten thousand dollars that I can easily spend uh, on gas for my car. <laughs> so okay, so you still have ten thousand dollars of free money. Same thing as you, I think, with your combo, right? Your buyers are buying scar. I'm the only one who has like less than a thousand dollar in my budget. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Well, again, like I didn't try to maximize my expense. Yeah, right? no, it's it's okay. just the I I didn't either. Just I. Decided to choose like a four thousand dollar paint and ten thousand dollar water of brakes and seven thousand dollar water. Get some of those options in the caterer. I can get a. I have a windshield. I have a windshield in mine. It's an option, but my no. Yes, the six twenty R. Yeah, the windshield no, but, is an option. Yeah, but the option I picked at that price, it has uh, because I picked the one at sixty at uh, sorry at fifty thousand pounds pounds. The one at forty doesn't have the windshield. I have the windshield in mine, and I have the roll cage, roll bar, roll cage. Very important. Mine. No, sorry. Because there's the there's the bar in the back there. Yep. Because it rolled the one bar that, and the one that comes up a little forward. bit. Yeah, mine. I have the roll cage that goes a little okay. bit forward over. Very it doesn't go all the way, but it just comes up just in case, which I'll need. Of course, oh, you, <laughs> yes, for sure. Absolutely. Immediately, because <laughs> you'll be crashing a lot. Yeah, because the thing is, you have to understand that that crashing a lot. Speaking, speaking, speaking of only that, once. This is how you lot. should spend your extra money. <laughs> Life insurance for repair. <laughs> <laughs> for just get a very good insurance. Very good insurance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. So with that company that like insures Beyonce's fucking like lungs yeah. and uh, lungs, yeah, no, Beyonce's lungs her vocal cords or Celine Dion's. Celine Dion's vocal cords are for like insured. Women, it's all of the, all of their butts. Okay, man. <laughs> so we we had two Vacheron, two VCs, yes, yeah, two Vacheron. We had one AMG, two Germans cars, two German cars, Porsche. one AMG, one Porsche. Or Porsche, depending on how you want to say it. One small plane, one small toy. little English go kart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> one dead trap. I'm gonna buy a lot of bananas and throw it at people, <laughs> like I'm in Mario Kart. You and can get a lot of bananas. <laughs> Don't buy them all at once because they will go bad before you can throw them, right? And totals. Space it out. Is the strategy at, behind it? It's very logical, eh? Very yeah. Logical. And you stop at like uh, pet stores and you get turtles. Turtles, and not turtle shells. Turtles, turtles. <laughs> throw them at people. Yeah. Turtles, yeah. Get turtles. Get like those uh, crazy, like uh, uh, 
sea turtles. <laughs> but they're heavy, heavy. No, don't get yeah, those snappers one, right? The big ones. They dress up well, like snappers uh, are like a, a gator turtles. They're pretty. I like <laughs> dress gator up like a mushroom. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, guys, on that uh, we'll continue drinking and I hope we bored you to death. Yeah, thanks and, for uh, tuning in. We're gonna do uh maybe one more. We'll be back uh, next week if we make it, right? Yeah. I- if we're alive next week, we'll have a new episode. So uh, on that I uh hope you'll see we'll see you around and uh bye. Peace. Bye. Yeah.